Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. In early May of 1973, at the apex of the Richard Nixon Watergate scandal, one of the most truly bizarre press conferences in political history was conducted by a winking woman wearing a white cowl necktop and a sparkly brooch. It was Martha Mitchell, the wife of Nixon's ex-attorney general. And as she stood speaking outside her lawyer's office in New York, it was clear why reporters had nicknamed her the mouth of the South. You want me to wave the cue too? I want a copy of the deposition. The mouth of the South had just finished giving a deposition in the Watergate case. By then, most of the political world had dismissed her as crazy for some wild claims she had made about the Nixon administration. And this was a problem, of course, for Nixon, because her husband was John Mitchell, the country's former attorney general. Martha Mitchell arrived on the Washington social scene in 1969 as her husband became Nixon's right-hand man. She was glamorous, funny, and often spoke off the cuff, including on evening talk shows to joke about anti-war protests. She'd even call reporters to gossip about politics. And she had a huge laugh, as the country saw during that press conference. (laughs) But the country wasn't laughing. A vast criminal investigation into the Watergate break-in and cover-up was underway. Prosecutors, reporters, everyone had questions. Mitchell, she answered in her own special way. Mrs. Mitchell, did your husband know in advance of the bugging? If he did, I didn't know it. How dangerous was the mouth of the South? Well, a year earlier, in the spring of 1972, John Mitchell resigned as attorney general to manage Nixon's re-election campaign. The Mitchells traveled to California for several campaign events. It was there, on the night of June 17th, that the campaign manager got the call. Some arrests had been made at the Watergate Hotel. John started damage control. He didn't want anything to leak to the press. And his wife, with her propensity to speak off the cuff, well, she was now a liability. To ensure she didn't tip off anyone to the connection between the Watergate burglars and the president, John Mitchell instructed his campaign security guards to keep his wife from calling members of the media. You can guess what happened next. Martha called Helen Thomas, a reporter from United Press International. I'm sick and tired of the whole operation, she said to the reporter. According to Thomas, the conversation ended abruptly. It sounded like someone took the phone from Mitchell's hand. Martha Mitchell later said that one of the campaign security guards discovered her and ripped the phone from the wall. She was kept in the California hotel room for days, she said. Allegedly, the guard held her down as a doctor injected her with sedatives. Mitchell later told Thomas, I'm black and blue. I'm a political prisoner. Nixon's campaign denied the allegations. They said she was an alcoholic, suffering from mental illness. Amidst the PR nightmare, John Mitchell, Martha's husband, finally decided to resign. In a letter to Nixon, he wrote, I have found that I can no longer carry out the job and still meet the one obligation which must come first, the happiness and welfare 
of my wife and daughter. The next year, the Watergate hearings began. The Mitchells moved to New York and cooperated with law enforcement. That's where she teased reporters on the streets of New York. A reporter asked what Martha had been up to the past few weeks. I've been decorating my apartment. She seemed happy, bemused. She winked and nodded. What are you doing? What can I tell you what? About Watergate. About Watergate. I can tell you it leaks. That's it. As for her husband, he remained loyal to Nixon in his Senate testimony. And he wound up serving prison time. The marriage broke apart and she sued for alimony. When she died of breast cancer a couple years later, at age 57, the mouth of the South had few friends and little money. Even after her death, Nixon continued to disparage her. He told journalist David Frost that her husband was distracted by his wife's mental health troubles, thus allowing the Watergate crisis to happen. If it hadn't been for Martha, Nixon said, there'd have been no Watergate. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a Washington Post story written by Gillian Brockell. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. <laughs>